in the Old Testament, I think it's the prophet Hosea, he talks about fasting and then very quickly goes into fast from harsh words, fast mm -hmm. from evil tongue, exactly. fast from cheating your neighbor. And it's from like bad thoughts. Bad, no. Fasting from all of these other items. From gossiping in social gossiping. media. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. Fast physically. Our soul has to accompany this fasting. We, we shouldn't fast saying, well, there's nowhere else. Is that, is, I'm obliged to do that. So let's see when, when the fast finishes and then I, I'm going to start eating. Well, no, I gave up chocolate. You missed the boat. It's, it's not Catholic it. dieting. No. It's, it's actually something that's going to build you up and make you into a much better person on the other side. Mm -hmm. Fasting gives birth to prophets and it strengthens the powerful. Fasting makes lawgivers wise. Fasting is a good safeguard for the soul, a steadfast companion for the body, a weapon for the valiant, and a gymnasium for athletes. Welcome to Salve Maria, the podcast of the Heralds of the Gospel. Salve Maria then. Welcome back to Salve Maria, the podcast of the Heralds of the Gospel. I have the joy to be with Father Arthur. Salve Maria, Father Salve Arthur. Maria. And also with Brother Justin. Salve Maria. For another episode. And today, of course, as is advertised, we are delving on the topic of fasting because, of course, at this moment when we are recording this program, uh, Lent is starting. And it would be a very, very nice guiding light if we want to for for catholics to actually um go a little bit deeper eh, father into the reasons of fasting all the benefits that are there exactly. why this this practice of fasting is deeply rooted in the sacred scripture in tradition although some people um don't like it that, that way but tradition magisterium and of course the holy scripture mm -hmm. so i don't know Father, how do you see that from the pastoral point of view? <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's take an angle that is not very much used, you know, to speak about uh, when to speak about fasting. But actually, uh, fasting is to reestablish the order in ourselves that has has been destroyed by sin. Sin is a disorder, so we need to reestablish the order in ourselves in our mind, in our feelings, in our body even. Mm -hmm. So this is uh, why we fast in order to avoid the things that take us in disorder and to bring back a spiritual order in ourselves that will help us to put in order our lives. In a certain sense, we can say that since original sin, we are fasting. Why? Because in paradise, you know, we were eating wonderful things. Mm -hmm. They were eating the most wonderful thing, and there was no fasting. Since we were expelled from paradise, the fasting started. Very amazing. <laughs> For our chastisement. <laughs> but we can't make a good of this in the sense that we can use this medicine, this spiritual medicine and our physical medicine, which is fasting, in order to make our soul holier and bring it up it's interesting to use the term holier in in anglo-saxon the word holy meant to be made complete exactly so when we say holy we're made complete in which image in god's image when there's defect when there's sin that is when there's an absence there's a crack there's fissages there's there's a break there's there, there's something gone so in this season of Lent, it's an opportunity for us to make ourselves whole. 
Exactly. Come Beautiful. back to what we once were. We recuperate something that we lost, yes. which is the equilibrium of our soul. Mm-hmm. You know what's interesting is our Lord gave us those famous lines that he said uh, concerning his apostles, that they would no longer be fasting. They would not fast because exactly. the bridegroom was present. But our Lord did fast. Yes. yes. So it's kind of, it wasn't an absolute. Mm. He was, but he said once the bridegroom is gone, then they will fast. So fasting has been a part of the church since the very, very, very beginning. So Absolutely. the idea that it doesn't exist, if people use that phrase about not, not fasting because the bridegroom, put it in context, please. Everything has to be in context. Of Holy course. Scripture has to be in context. You, you take it out of context um, from the great biblical scholar William Shakespeare, um, the devil can quote Scripture to his own purpose. Beautiful. And so. deform it, right? Now you have the famous quote, Matthew 6, 16, no? When our Lord, of course, is talking about hypocrites and everything else, but at a certain moment, he goes and says, right? When you fast, when you fast. which is an ongoing action. But it, it, he was condemning the improper way of fasting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he was showing us the proper way. It, so when it's you, kind of interesting because it was a different form of fasting. When you fast, do it this way. So that means that it's something that's going to happen in the future. It's of, and of course, it's something good. But don't forget, in the, in, in the Old Testament, they were supposed to do external of the fast. They were supposed to not comb their hair to make, make it very clear that they were fasting. Put so that, ashes so on people the, wouldn't on cheat. Mm, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? It was kind of a way of keeping you from cheating. But then our Lord introduces a new element. So, Brother Justin, this brings us actually to the very first reason that we had selected here in, uh, in, in the notes for the program, right? Because one of the key elements in Catholics, for Catholics to fast is actually obedience to Jesus' teachings. So, Father, maybe we can go into a little bit. Well, our Lord Jesus Christ, as as we just said, He did 40 days of fasting. Hmm? So, He actually did a fasting for all humanity. Mm-hmm. Let's say 40 days is a number that means everything. It means uh, it's a very biblical number. It's very, used you know, time and time again. Exactly, it's fullness. It's it's the, the, the and He didn't need to. He had no sin. No. Right? And he allowed himself to be tempted by Lucifer. That was the ultimate game. I mean, Lucifer thought he was going to break the great prophet. Mm-hmm. And he himself walked away with his tail between his legs. Forty is the number of the judgment of the things of the earth. According to, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, scholars and everybody. Because mm-hmm. number 10 has to do with the commandments. Yes. Right? And number four has to do with things of the earth, right? You have four directions, you have four seasons. Exactly. So 40 exactly. is there in everywhere, right? 40 days and 40 nights it rained. Our Lord, you know, fast. So it means that he fasted. He offered all the things that we need to offer in our lives in order to restore that holiness that we were just mentioning that we lost because of sin. So the, uh, the fasting actually purifies our soul. Our Lord Jesus Christ did the maximum fasting possible, which was 40 days. He was completely purified. Not him, because he didn't need it, but us represented by him. That's an important thing. And considering also the geography of where the fast happened, outside of Jericho, mm-hmm. close to where the chosen people had crossed into the the promised land and ultimately were unfaithful exactly so it was restarting this whole process again Uh, we're starting with the jordan we're starting with the baptism of our lord um the the water crossing that water jesus being reconfirmed 
for the ears of humanity. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Which unfortunately humanity didn't do. Um, and then him doing that act of penance and going through the temptations that Adam had failed. So again, Jesus is the new Adam. Beautiful. The new Adam who doesn't fail. Exactly. Right? So for Adam to resist the devil, uh, the temptation at that moment, that will be the equivalent of, of his fasting. He will be rejecting something that was going to be a disorder from, uh, from his And soul. that apple was the symbol of disorder. Exactly. Now, yeah, there me. is also a second key point here, which we already touched a little bit, but there is something very important, which is a spiritual purification and discipline. Father, you're talking about discipline, you're talking about going back to, to, to wholeness, no? And th but that's a way basically to atone our sins and also yes. to become somehow stronger. Yes, it is. Spiritually. Of course, exactly. Th that's why, you know, when we fast physically, it, the, our soul has to accompany this, uh, this fasting. We, we shouldn't fast saying, well, there's nowhere else. Is that, is, I'm obliged to do that. So let's see when, when the fast finishes and then I, I'm going to start eating everything. We, we, we avoid a Ramadan situation. No. <laughs> exactly. So we need to fast with the right spirit mm -hmm. because actually the fasting, our physical fa fasting, the objective of this fasting is our soul and not our body. It's interesting, in the Old Testament, I think it's the prophet of Hosea, he talks about fasting, and then very quickly goes into fast from harsh words, fast mm -hmm. from evil tongue, exactly. fast from cheating your neighbor. And it's from like bad thoughts. Bad, no? fasting from all of these other items. From gossiping in social gossiping. media. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> so on and so forth. And, and that's something we forget. I mean, we have the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. And we all talk about, no, I gave up chocolate. You missed the boat. It's, it's not Catholic dieting. It's, no. it's actually something that's going to build <laughs> you up and make you into a much better person on the other side. And that's where people, we miss it. And unfortunately, what happens to a lot of adults is that they may have had good parents who had instilled in them the idea about giving something up for Lent. When you're six, seven, eight, ten years old, chocolate's a great thing. Yeah. But now you're 40. And you haven't matured at all. You're still doing the chocolate. And then you become the kind of uh, uh, fasting uh, Gestapo. Anyone else who has chocolate around you is a sinful person because they're eating chocolate. But they've missed the whole purpose. Completely. completely. Right? Becomes folklorical reasons and not actually rooted in the spirituality. That, um, well, this, this brings us to the third part, the third, the third mm -hmm. key point that we wanted to call because it's also interesting. No? Every time there is a preparation for a big feast, there's also time for fasting exactly we have uh, both no advent advent <laughs> mm? and and lent the, and the 40 days preparation in order to prepare our soul for what we're going to receive because if our soul is not open to the grace that the lord jesus christ is going to give us then we don't receive it in the old calendar they had a very interesting thing there which for us now sounds um, like strange, in which they would have days of fasting mm. before major festi festivals, and they were called Amber Days. So before the Assumption of Our Lady, there was two days of fast. Okay. Um, no milk, no no cheese, no no, no fi only fish, and that would that would make it very clear that we're coming on a ma major festival. 
Mm-hmm. And certain cultures still have it incorporated within their cultural element where you find, like, for example, the Polish will have a major meal um, just before New, on New Year, um, sorry, Christmas Eve, and it will have no meat. Why? Because of the Amber Days. Of course. And that's something also we have a problem, which is that we are very undisciplined. And this sounds very much impossible to do. So actually, our body uh, is by the because of 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 sin because of the the deformed nature that we uh, we inherited uh our body tends to disorder uh, the tendency it's called concupiscence exactly so we need to to restore the order in uh, in ourselves mm, in our body and in our soul Mm. so we by doing sacrifice in our in our body it helps our soul also to be uh, re uh, reestablished and, and re put it in order. Mm? Kind of a spiritual detox. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the detoxification of all the consequences of sin. Mm? This magically brings us to the next reason, Father, because we are talking about key um, key reasons, and the next key reason for fasting that is so beneficial is to enhance our spiritual life when it comes to prayer. And uh, now, I don't know, but Justin, Father, if you could, uh, maybe, you know, we talk about this, okay, because sometimes we have difficulties in prayer, yeah? Yes, prayer, what it is, is fasting from talking to the others. <laughs> we are talking to God, talking so to we God. have to restrain ourselves from uh, of talking too much to the others and start talking to God, you know? <laughs> um, the Catechism of the Catholic Church has an interesting uh, definition of prayer. And it's interesting because it brings the whole tradition of prayer, uh, you know, 2,000 years or more, um, to, a, to a simple phrase, which is to lift up our mind and heart to God, mm-hmm. to enter into a convivium with God. And that means you can pray either through vocal prayers, mental prayers, sure. contemplative, working. You're working on something, you mm-hmm. can be lifting it up, offer up what you're doing. That's a prayer. And that's where the problem lies, is that we don't pray. We're not in communication with God. We are not lifting up anything. Exactly. We have turned off that, that um, channel with God. And then we complain that God is nowhere close to us. God isn't near us. God isn't listening to us. The problem is, <laughs> are we is, listening? That, is that we walked away, and we're very much like that, that spoiled child who runs away from their parent in a crowded place, and then sits down on the floor crying because their parents aren't there. Who ran away? It's the line of Adam. Where are you, Adam? Yeah. God didn't need to know the geographical location. It was that his soul was far away. He had turned off that, that element of communication. And God respects it because he gave us free will for a reason. He was not praying to God anymore. He was not talking to him. So God, let's say... In a certain sense, you know where he was because you're not talking to me. Not talking to me. And maybe that is the difficulty for fasting then, because you know it sounds like so harsh. Oh my goodness, I'm gonna fast and everything else. If we had our mind in the right place, like Brother Justin was explaining, then probably it would be super easy mm-hmm. to fast because we would be looking for this moment. You would exactly. be willing to do anything for that purpose, in the same way that uh, a parent is willing to do any type of sacrifice for their child, mm-hmm. because there's a purpose. Uh, in a spiritual life, in a spiritual relationship, you'll be able to make any type of sacrifice for the beloved. Now, the problem is, is that are you in a relationship? Is there a beloved? 
No, if there's no beloved and there's no relationship, then you're not making any maybe, sacrifices. Maybe ourselves. <laughs> that's a, that's a, well, that's a whole other, that's a maximum. Whole other that's a whole other question because if we get to that level, then we end up with the Augustinian issue of having an altar within ourselves, adoring ourselves, was what uh, Benedict XVI mentioned about Buddhism mm-hmm. as being a, a religion of self-adoration. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Actually, mm-hmm. part of a bigger reality is also a great connection with fasting because... Mm-hmm. The next key reason that we have selected here was, is exactly this. It connects us to a larger tradition. And if we are going to trace the roots of this in the scripture for fasting, eventually we become aware of a reality that is so much bigger than us. Exactly. We are part of something so much important and so much bigger, which is the tradition. Hmm? Um, you know, if people deny the role of it, um, we need to look at the uh, story of St. Anthony and the desert, of the desert, written by St. Athanasius. Mm. And it talks about him going to meet Anthony, and it's a beautiful story. He goes and he talks about, and he sees, he sees Anthony come out. Anthony is withered and marked, but his eyes glimmer like stars, and he says, what is the problem? And Athanasius puts at his feet, the great problem, which was the Arian heresy, mm-hmm. and tells him what is going on. And Anthony had not left his monastery. He had made a vow never to leave. And he says, I will go with you. Oh, and the holy man leaves. And he preaches in ways that no one has also ever heard. But what was it? It's a part of a tradition. And in the story of St. Athanasius, writing about one saint, writing about another one, but he talks about you could see the marks on his body from his fasts and his nights staying up, praying all night. But with him, there was a youthfulness in him still that you usually didn't see with people. Why? Because he was linked to God. And when he speaks about, when, when in this case here against Arius, he talks about the incarnation. He talks with first-person knowledge as though he had spoken with the Lord. What does that come from? That comes from that spiritual connection. Of course. That's beautiful. Before we go into more spiritual connections, stay a little bit. We're going to go into an infomercial. (laughs) Have a little pause for some information with Father Ryan Murphy, of course, that he's doing the Divine Mercy Chaplet every day here at the Hills of the Gospel Channel. And then we come back with more stories and actually more biblical roots for fasting and to understand why we do things the Catholic way. Salve Maria! I'm Father Ryan Murphy of the Heralds of the Gospel, and I'm delighted to extend an invitation to each and every one of you. In the midst of our busy lives, it's crucial to take a moment of reflection, of solace, and of prayer. That's why I would like to personally invite you to join us every day at 3 p.m. for a special and powerful devotion, the Divine Mercy Chaplet. The Divine Mercy Chaplet is a beautiful prayer that embodies the boundless compassion of our Lord. It's a time to come together as a community, regardless of where we are, and lift up our intentions, our hopes, and even our burdens to the heart of Jesus. Imagine all around the world, countless voices, uniting in prayer at this very hour. It's a moment of connection, of spiritual unity, and of seeking God's mercy in a troubled world. So mark your calendars, set your alarms, and make a commitment to join us each day at 
3 p.m. Tune in and experience the transformative power of the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Let this be a sanctuary of peace amidst the noise of life. And thank you for being a part of our Heralds Canada YouTube channel. Together, let's embark on this journey of faith, hope, and mercy. I'm looking forward to praying with you every day at 3 p.m. May God's love and mercy shine upon you always. And until we meet again, may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come back to this program about fasting, and then we are going deep now into the origins of fasting. This is not an invention of the uh, Roman Church uh, in the 16th or 15th century, but rather the medieval no, traditions, but rather comes from early Christianity. So all the traditions that come out of the medieval era have their roots directly into the apostolic era. Of course. It was yeah. all a continuation. That's what tradition means, mm -hmm. to go to the roots, right? So they're going to the roots. So they might have shown different aspects, but they always are going back to the early church. There's no separation. And we challenge everybody who listens in the last programs we have been doing so, and we continue. Please, if you have any doubts about any position of the Catholic Church, we can go back and trace it to the early fathers of the church, to the ones that actually met the apostles, and how all these things come from that time. For instance, I would like to quote here, St. Basil the Great, mm -hmm. Father, if you permit, is the year 330 to 379. So this is the second century. Mm -hmm. Fasting gives birth to prophets and strengthens the powerful. Fasting makes lawgivers wise. Fasting is a good safeguard for the soul, a steadfast companion for the body, a weapon for the valiant, and a gymnasium for athletes. <laughs> Amazing, no? Fasting repels temptations, anoints unto piety. It is the comrade of watchfulness and the artificer of chastity. In war, it fights bravely. In peace, it teaches stillness. It is very profound because uh, the, it prepares prophets. Why? Because when you fast, you are diminishing the thoughts of the things of, of earth, those things that 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 attach you to to earth and to uh, to uh, mortal things. Hmm? Uh, mortal things in the sense that things that that uh, that bring are, death. Yeah, they bring death. Uh, uh, temporal. They're, they're limited in time, and it makes your spirit go higher. And then going higher, you see f further, and then you have a prophetic view of what's going on. Mm. It's because a weapon for the valiant, he said. No, the so valiant. We want so to be brave in the spiritual exactly. life. Let's go for it. But uh, another point also for prayer is uh, spiritual stillness. Not to be vibrating with every passing uh, uh, vice and temptation. Stillness allows the person to listen to the Lord. Remember Elijah, right? He's on the mountain. There's storms and earthquakes and, and every type of, of show of strength. And he says, the Lord isn't there. No. And then there was stillness. And then he covers his head and goes out mm -hmm. in, to, to, go to, to go to God. And that's something we have to remember. A lot of times people have the idea that the only way they're going to be fed is through a lot of loud events and a lot of words and a lot of actions. And they forget that God really comes to us in that stillness. And that's why the tradition in the Catholic Church about Eucharistic adoration is so important because that allows the person to be spiritually still. Precisely. So people who are, for example, connected the whole day to a radio and listening whatever comes, you know, 
they are not fasting of the spirit. They, the, their, their spirit is completely taken by things that, that are completely irrelevant, and they cannot think. They cannot. They cannot go up. Hmm? Well, they're they're very much tied, tethered to this earth, That's and awesome. that in that element doesn't allow them to be able to beget new ideas, mm -hmm. to beget maybe inspirations of God of the Holy Spirit. No, they're 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 stuck. Of course, exactly. They're tied down. Yeah. So fasting from social media during Lent would be yeah, a, a nice proposal maybe for the program, right? Uh, fasting from a cell phone, you know, for some time. <laughs> it's very healthy, no? <laughs> that would be interesting. Uh, but there, there is a second quote I would pass to you, Brother Justin, because this one is also fasting, but from so a different this perspective. this one's from the golden tongue. And this man was golden. He was condemned. He was expelled. He was yes. exiled. Persecuted. Persecuted. Yeah. Um, he's a fascinating, like, if you read his story, he is a fascinating individual. He, as a young man, he was well studied in the great schools. He decides to go become a monk, becomes a monk. And while he's praying in his long fastings, what happens to him? His health breaks. And he has to leave the monastery, leave the hills, and come back to the city. And as soon as he comes back, guess what? He's it's sucked well. up and sent as Archbishop of Constantinople. Yeah. That wasn't what he wanted. He wanted to be in the monastery. So John Chrysostom is a fascinating individual, and he his his theology is beautiful, fascinating. It's one of the elements that uh, he gave us an Eastern Rite liturgy, the mm -hmm. liturgy of John Chrysostom, which is prayed every day still in the Eastern churches. Um, For those who have difficulty in situating him, he's from 347. So you may say 80. he's right before Augustine. Yeah, exactly. Right before Augustine, um, Jerome fits in here. We're in that period. We're towards the end of like the beginning of the four hundreds. The Vandals haven't completely destroyed North Africa yet. Mm -hmm. um, so the quote goes as such: Fasting is the change of every part of our life because the sacrifice. Of the fast is not the abstinence, but the distancing from sins. Therefore, whoever limits the fast to deprivation of food, he is the one who in reality abides in a diet. So he's the first one to use that term when I talked about before, the Catholic diet. diet. <laughs> the problem is, is that people, they give up the chocolate or the sugar or whatever it is, but they don't do it with the right way of thinking. They give it up in the same sense that you would do a diet. You gave up coffee. Why? Because it's bad for your heart, so therefore you don't do it. But there's not a spiritual dimension. It's for material reasons. It's for your body, for something that, uh, you know. It's tangible. tangible. Very tangible. But it's not Secondary. an offering to God. Mm -hmm. so, but there you know that uh, fasting is a chastisement in the sense also that uh, the good things that God created on earth, the, He created to be used by men. By, by by human beings, in order to understand him better, because when you understand something that an author has done, you are understanding the author. Hmm? Mm -hmm. So when you understand the, what God has put in nature that are beautiful and nice and even tasty, you are understanding a little bit better the creator of the thing, which is God. You look at the handiwork, and you can find the author. Mm -hmm. Precisely. Now. When you are abusing these things and using them for another thing, uh, something else, then God 
send you fasting. No, this is not good. You cannot use them anymore because uh, you're using them for the wrong reasons. You have to reestablish the order in your soul in order to be able to understand these things. And then you can kind of eat again or uh, uh, take advantage of the beautiful things of creation. And in a sense, we have forgotten so many things from the past, right? I mean, in this technological era in which we have, we have attained, you know, peaks of progress that are commendable. No? I mean, in two seconds, you can communicate with someone in India yeah. or in Africa or wherever you want. And still we overrode the factors that teach us that, well, but fasting has a reason. Mm -hmm. There is a quote here from the Didache, and I would like to, you know, maybe you can explain a little bit better than I, because the Didache is the earliest, the earliest. writings eh, from the first, second century. Yeah, catechism, because right? it's the book of the educator, Didache, book of the educator. Uh -huh, uh -huh. It's actually, you no, know, this is the teaching of the Twelve Apostles. Mm -hmm. And there you have also quotes about practices, early practices of the early Christians. And there, there is a commendation for fasting already. So, you know, they didn't have internet, they didn't have podcasts to listen, but they had that powerful guidance that was coming from the apostles. And the recommendation of fasting is fundamental everywhere. Absolutely. Actually, it's a continuation of also the Old Testament, no? because in the, in, the, uh, uh, in the Old Testament, of course, the people of God will fast in order to prepare themselves and to purify themselves from the attachment to the worldly things. And the complaint that God has about their fasts is that they did not accompany their physical fast mm -hmm. with a fast from sin. Exactly. That was always the point. You, you fast from the food, but you're still uh, destroying your neighbor, you're hurting your brother, you're doing this, you're cheating, you're cheating the stranger. And he goes through all those elements. He's like, you're, it, this is not good. If your fasting doesn't make you holier, it's not real fasting. It's not real fasting. Because it doesn't If you're producing. thinking, okay, this one thing, if you're, if you're giving up something, mm -hmm. and by giving it up, you become terrible to others, this is doing no one any good. No, no. No one any good. <laughs> Is <laughs> it better to stop? <laughs> so I'm just looking at the people who are thinking about during this Lent of giving up coffee. Mm. For the sake of the others, don't do it. Exactly. <laughs> so try something else more, more, more interesting. But um, if we go, I don't know, there are so many quotes here that are super amazing. Eh? Because you have Prophet Isaiah, Brother Jetsin was commenting, no, in the end of the Prophet Isaiah, that's the problem that's happening in Israel. Everybody cares about offering things to the temple. Everybody cares about doing external things. But when it comes to take care of the poor, when it comes to take care of people who are in need, the stranger and everybody, even oh, the, no, oh, we don't have time the parents, for them. No? Even to take care of the yeah, parents. No, like, it's Corban. No, it's, it's no that, was a, that was a ultimate way out of the problem exactly you don't need to follow the fourth commandment because mm -hmm. you throw everything on god yeah. and so god is the one who's forsaken those people exactly. Exactly. there is also something very beautiful because sometimes we complain that god doesn't grant us graces right father I don't know how, i'm sure you you hear that yeah, every day listening to me all day long <laughs> <laughs> and the acts of the apostles have something beautiful no? because it says while they were worshiping the lord and fasting the holy spirit said Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul. So, you know, every time there is a moment that is fundamental, then it's preceded by, by, by fasting, no? No, the early church did a lot of fasts. But the key was that they didn't look like they were fasting. They washed their face. They, they combed their hair. They, they looked like people for society. 
They weren't walking around saying, oh, everyone look at me, look at me, I'm fasting, hey, hey, come back. There is one more here, uh, Father Valdezetti, you know, about the Acts in the next chapter, and he says, chapter 14, they were going to appoint elders, and it's a big decision. Oh, I mean, right now our Lord is not there anymore, and they need to appoint people who are going to expand the church, probably bishops, you know, mm -hmm. that, <laughs> okay, further, you know, auxiliary bishops, maybe, although yeah. it didn't exist. Mm -hmm. So he says, when they had appointed elders for them in every church, with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. Mm -hmm. So it's also another you know, interesting uh, passage because when, whenever we need to make decisions. Precisely. Uh, there's also a quote here, which is fascinating. This is later, very much later in the Jewish history. Um, Joel, and he says, Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. And that is something we don't do. Um, many of us, when we have difficulties, we, we don't go back to God. We're not interested. Um, we're very much like that entitled child, and we just go our own way. Mm -hmm. We lose our trust, huh? And we don't trust him, and then there is no solution. So, Father, to wrap up, because we're already running out of time, like always, but um, so we can we say that the main benefit then of fasting could be this spiritual growth and closer relationship with God? It is. It is. It's fasting from all the things that takes you away from God, hmm? that takes you down to the, to the worldly things, and automatically you will go up. As soon as you start fasting, you know. You start cutting away the weights that are holding you down. Yeah, exactly. You and then you're able to go up. So throw, throw away, you know, from your soul all the things that take you uh, down and you will go up. This is the best thing that you can do in your life. So uh, ask, you know, the, the Holy Spirit to inspire you, you know, how to fast and to be in the spiritual mode of fasting. And then you will get holier. There's no doubt about it. No doubt. So uh, we're going to um, to give the blessing for all those who who fast, and uh, especially for them that they will fast in the spirit of our Lord Jesus Christ, of Mary, of Saint Joseph, of Saint John the Baptist, etc. The Lord be with you. And with, with your, your spirit. spirit. The blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit come upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. 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 Salve Maria. Salve Maria. Salve Maria.